Welcome back to the second hour of Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. She knows Daddy and, here and Mommy both had their eyes fixed. That's right. And, so and welcome back hers. to Leading Edge Medicine. A lot of doctor chat going on behind the scenes here. Always so much fun when we have the show all three of our doctors are in here, uh, Dr. Samira Umat, Dr. Jerry Mixon, and our special guest doctor talking about eyes today from Northwest Vision Institute, Dr. Michael Gilbert. So, Francis, thank you for staying on the line. Did you have any other eye questions before we go to your yeah. your liver question? Well, I was uh, talking about the, I'm 65, and um, I just wanted to know, I just used use um readers so is that too soon to do the rle i did mine in my so rle becomes the preferred procedure when you want to improve your vision 50s or older so it's for adults younger than 50 most of those most of those improvements i can do with laser vision correction Laser vision correction can take care of an enormous range of prescriptions. And you take advantage of the youth, the natural functionality of the, uh, of the human lens. By 50, that human lens is beginning to fail. It's losing its ability to focus in a, a significant range. And so when we, when we look at someone 50 or older, replacing that lens allows us not only to address the prescription, the distance vision that laser vision correction will do, but quite beyond that allows us to give a range of vision, distance, intermediate, and near. And that technology has continued to refine, is in a very exciting place now. So patients who make that decision that they want to improve their vision in their 50s, it's time to consider uh, RLE or cataract surgery, depending on uh, how much, uh, what the symptoms are. Yeah, I had mine done. I had mine done in my early 60s. But it was, I was getting difficulty seeing things in dim light. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, you know, so I, I thought I was fine in the daytime when things were bright. But in the evening, I really needed to turn the, ho- the house lights quite bright to see as clearly as I wanted to see. And uh, I noticed when I would go to restaurants and I'm trying to read the menu in those dim restaurant lighting settings, I had to pull out my cell phone and turn on the light. Mm to read the menu because the bright light made it better and it turned out what was happening was my lenses were just turning yellow 
And I effectively had sunglasses on 24 hours a day. Oh, yeah. And so if you got sunglasses in your lenses in dim light, well, then you got a problem. Can I ask a question? Sure. Were you surprised in degree at the change? I was shocked at at the change. Yeah. This is so common because I look in and I warn patients, by the way, I know you're having some symptoms, but you're going to be surprised at the color change and the mm-hmm. clarity change because you've gotten used to this. The change happens such at such a glacial pace that patients often just don't notice. They right. don't notice the color change almost yeah. never. Your brain compensates. Yeah. This is now yellow. This is now blue. And then when the lenses were put in with perfectly clear lenses, all of a sudden colors became much more vibrant and clear. And so, you know, I have I've never regretted for a moment getting my lenses mm-hmm. changed out. Yeah, and I just did them a few months ago and yeah. still love waking up and being able to see. Quite a change in life, isn't, oh, it? isn't yes. it? the coolest thing? Remember yeah, when you came in earlier, I was putting my glasses on to look far away at faces, taking them off to look at my phone, you know, back and forth, and, and you're like, you need to come see me. And boy, did I. <laughs> so. The fear of the fear of you know, something going wrong and becoming blind or something. So Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. They make you sign a waiver just before they put you under. Like, you may go blind with this. And you go, what? <laughs> um, anything strong enough to help is strong enough to, <laughs> to hurt. To freak you so out. I, I, I warn yeah. people this is real, real live surgery. And uh, anyone who says there are never complications is just not honest and not to be trusted. Someone who's who's never had a complication yeah. hasn't done the procedure often <laughs> enough. <laughs> and is probably not telling the entire truth. Um, however, I'm extremely risk adverse. Oh, my gosh, am I risk adverse. And, you know, to cut on me? Well, I don't think so. My knee doesn't hurt that much. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, So for me to volunteer for this surgery, um, I'm just going to say that's kind of an endorsement because I knew the statistics. Fortunately, the statistical risk of of complications is extremely low in this this surgery. Yay. Uh, 90% of my patients have driver's license vision or much better overnight. Yeah, I I drove myself back 24 hours later from my appointment. Um, So the... Thank, thankfully, it, it it creates a wow factor that you know the the vision recovery is often very rapid. Statistical risk is very low. Uh, so could it be you? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fortunately, you're going in as long as you know the risk benefits. Um, the benefits are, uh, are are pretty huge and lifelong because once it's done, it's done. It's done. Yeah. The other thing too is you're usually only do one eye at a time um that so yes. there are places that will do two i have once a year i'll have someone with a seizure disorder or something where there's medical indication to do both eyes at once lasik we do both eyes at once mm. but for implant surgery we do one eye at a time and that's how i had mine done and it's just a matter of prove to me that this is that everything's going to go perfectly yeah yeah and, and you get to listen to this voice while you're getting uh, it done which is totally calming <laughs> I mean, it really is. You explain very well what is happening, what you're going to do. And for someone like me who couldn't even touch their eye and I had contacts. Yeah. Ooh, I put them on the side and let them slide over. I wasn't going to. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what, Francis? You're in good hands. Yeah. All right, Francis. Okay. All right. Well, we have a. You had a quick liver question, and then we're going to go to some other callers too. So, Francis, what was your question about your liver? Um, well, I just wanted to know what. Um, I stopped drinking. I was drinking heavily when I had children, and mm-hmm. um, uh, was um, a single mom. I had my own business, and from the stress, you know. I just was wondering, is there supplements or something you recommend um, to... Yeah, let me let me address this a little bit, and then I'm going to turn it over to Samara to talk about the supplements to to use with uh, liver disease. Um, <clears throat> but the background is, alcohol is a poison. Okay, it kills every cell it touches, and. Uh, most alcohols we cannot tolerate. It turns out that that the bacteria and the yeast that are normally in our gut produce a little bit of alcohol out of the carbohydrates we eat. Whenever we eat uh, pastas or breads or sugars and it gets down in our gut, uh, we make a little bit of ethyl alcohol within our bowel. And that then gets into our system. And so our livers have design, have developed the ability to destroy that alcohol before it gets in and kills something more serious. And so the liver has an enormous capacity to basically sacrifice itself to keep alcohol out of your bloodstream. Mm. So that little bit that your gut is making, it goes directly to the liver by the portal circulation and the liver destroys it. In the process of destroying it, liver cells die. But the liver has a wonderful capacity to regenerate and regrow new tissue. Um, So when people, for instance, get liver transplants, they often now don't do a whole liver. They'll take one liver and they'll parcel it out to three people. And and that part of a liver grows into a full size liver. Wow! So it's really kind of because of the regeneration. Because of the regeneration of bodies. But with alcoholics, people that drink heavily, they're pounding that liver with much higher doses of alcohol day after day after day, several times a day. And so what happens is we start building up scar tissue. All those cells that are being killed by the alcohol. Uh, are being killed faster than they can regenerate. And we start laying down scar tissue in the liver. And eventually you can end up with so much scar tissue that the liver becomes dysfunctional, that you're getting restriction of blood flow and so on uh, between the segments of still surviving liver. We call that cirrhosis of the liver. The liver shrinks down and gets tighter and tighter because of the increasing amounts of scar tissue. Okay. Now, there are things we can do to improve the function of the liver that is still there and to get rid of of some of the biochemical barriers. And that's what I'm going to let Samara address. But we can't get rid of the scar. The scar tissue is there. So the the fact that you assaulted it with with alcohol for many years, Mm -hmm. okay, has kind of limited our recovery to some extent. And so... By doing some some blood tests and looking at your liver enzymes, we can get a pretty good idea of how functional your liver still is. And uh, there are a couple of supplements that can be used 
they help to improve liver function. Yeah. So, milk thistle is by far and away my most favorite supplement for liver, <clears throat> and I usually recommend a dose of two, depending upon how bad the function is. I'll start off at 150 milligrams, and then I'll go up anywhere to up to 400 milligrams a couple of three times in a day. Now, sometimes when you're looking for milk thistle and you don't find it separately, it might be combined with other antioxidants. And the most common and the ones that are good for the liver are usually zinc and glutathione. So if you are looking for milk thistle is a good supplement for liver. And then if it's combined with other ingredients, look for things like zinc and glutathione that'll help with uh, the whole function and starting dose about 150 milligrams twice a day you can go up to 400 milligrams up to three times a day does that answer your question ma'am mm-hmm. yeah god bless you guys thank you so much <laughs> all right take care my dear take Bye-bye. care good luck you know, that's one of the things at longevity when people come in and you do yeah. the full panel, uh, you can find out what they're they're needing with the supplements and what their body is needing. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment, about how if you're not a patient at longevity, you can come in and get that free health analysis appointment. Uh, they take two tests for you, a blood test and an in-body test. And now we have actually have the doctors going over that with them. And uh, with Saturday with appointments yeah. as well. Yeah, and Saturday appointments where if you couldn't get in during the week, you can now come in on Saturdays. And we've got some great new doctors. <clears throat> that would love to meet with you. You can listen to the show while you're in the waiting room waiting for your doctor. (laughs) That's right. And even, you know, say, I'm going to make a quick phone call. Step out. Make that phone call and be on the radio right before your appointment. How awesome is that? But the first step is getting in and making uh, a choice to do something and get your body back to healthy and be stronger, faster, leaner, smarter, and... Happier. Sexier. He forgot the sexier point. That's the one he always likes. That's right. Is there a difference? Sexy, happy. We need you to come in. Here is what you can do. Here is the number to make your appointment with Longevity Medical Clinic and and come in for those two tests. It's 866-86-YOUNG. And that's 866-86-YOUNG. Like we said, we have somebody in the office right now. You can call. Or you can go on our website and pick the day and the time at L lmclinic.com. You can go to Kirkland, Tacoma, or Linwood. Find the clinic closest to you, the day and the time that work best for you as well. 866-86-YOUNG or lmclinic.com is where you go. We'll be back with more of your questions on Leading Edge Medicine in just a moment. Stay close. Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. Call with your question at 1 800 465 8770. That's 800 465 8770. 
If you have chronic pain and are considering stem cell therapy, consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. I would say Dr. Nelson is a great guy. He's very personable, makes you feel very comfortable, as does the staff. Everything went well. I had the stem cell injections, and within a month, I really had a change in my knee. It was uh, unbelievable to me, honestly. I thought there'd be more pain involved with the procedure, and there was hardly any. Uh, It was amazing, and I've told a lot of people about it. After having it for two years now, it worked tremendously. Glad I did it. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience. Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. We'd just like to encourage your audience that hasn't to take a look at it. I honestly, you say 10 to 15 years on your advertisements. I think I feel better than I felt 30 years ago. Many a tear has to fall. But it's all in the game. And welcome back. It's Leading Edge Medicine, and we have a full house of big brains here. Oh, my. (laughs) There you go. How about that? We have Dr. Jerry Mixon, Dr. Samira Umat, and our eye specialist. If you have any questions about your eyes, your vision, uh, dry eyes, what's going on? Uh, Why are my eyes not seeing what they used to? Uh, Today is the day to call in while Michael Gilbert is here in the studio. Uh, And you can do that right now. Here is our line to get through and be live on the show. It's 800-465-8770. We would love to talk to you. We have room on our phone lines. Right now, we are going to Gordon calling in from Maple Valley. And Gordon, thank you for your patience. What can we do for you? Uh, well, I'm a subscriber, and I go down to Tacoma, and uh-huh. my naturopath doctor has uh, been taking care of me. But uh, recently, I've had a exceptionally loss of weight and a very short period of time over like over a couple of weeks here, which kind of shocked me and uh, and concerned me because the the weight, even though I wanted to lose this weight in my stomach, which I've managed to do, that bristle fat that's gone, but the but in my arms and legs, I've all of a sudden looked terrible. And my wife says, "What you know? You, this is you got something's wrong here." So, but the answer I got back from that natural fat doctor was, "Well, you need to eat more and more protein and." You know, so on that, that makes sense with what I heard in the early part of the show here. But uh, I'm a little concerned that something uh, went wrong here. And then at the same time, concurrently, I got a call from my cardiologist. He says, hey, I got to see you right now. You had you had an event in October and that's good. And uh, so, I, so I, I'm just concerned about my health at this point yep. because I am a combat disabled veteran, served in the military, you know, just like Dr. Mixon got okay. Survived all those terminal wards, all the holes in me, and all those diseases and all that crap. But here I am. I, I'm 80 years old, and uh, I'm just trying to do the right thing. I exercise every day. I'm a former athlete. In fact, I, you know, I've done this all my life. Competed for the Olympics. Guy actually defeated me, won the gold. But you know, that's a long time ago. That's almost a century ago. You know? Yep. So I'm just saying, for a guy that's kept in shape all this time, this is shocking for me. Yes, to, it is to deal with. You know, well, and so I need I need some, a physician like you, advice from you who has the experience. I think it's the same kind of pathway I've been through. Like, all right. 
Well, let me tell you the thing that always concerns me when I see uh, anybody over 50 with sudden weight loss, and that is that there may be a cancer hiding somewhere. Um, <clears throat> you know, sudden weight loss in an adult is very concerning. Uh, you, losing, it gets harder and harder to lose weight. When the pounds just fall off without you trying, then we got to look for why. Um, and of the my right kidney, got they did their robotic tr- treatment on there to stop a blockage about three years ago, and it's been, I think it's been very successful. The numbers show that I'm just a just above where I'm supposed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had some blood loss. Uh, I got some of this. Uh, I'm not going through another procedure. Uh, yeah, I know. I'll just say the key word with it's called hematosa permia. You probably know what that is, and you probably never heard anybody ever say that in your program. <laughs> but I'm going to do that because I see the bleeding on that. And then uh, the other uh, other issues is that it's just more more the then I'm going to have a car, uh, uh, claustrophobia uh, on 29th of December. You'll have to hang on, hang on, hang whoa, on, whoa, Gordon, whoa, whoa, whoa. you're going way too fast. Hang on one second. Tell us what happened with the cardiology appointment. What did your cardiologist say? Well, he wants me to come in right away. I have a 24 seven monitor in my bed. And, and they they have noted uh, this problem. Of course, just at that same time, I had a terrible cold to the end of October, which I defeated by eating and exercising, which I always do. That's my medicine, you know. But everybody but now, else stays sick. Okay, I back, slow, slow down again a second, all right? Uh, I, I generally enjoy speed, but let's <laughs> give us a chance to, to digest a little and maybe make, ask some appropriate questions, okay? Now, I, you kind of garble a few medical terms, but I, I was afraid I heard you say colostomy going to be done soon. Yeah, hey, I'm going to have that uh, every five years. I got to have that where they got to go up your colonoscopy. Uh, colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. Okay. okay. Very different yeah, than colostomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colostomy is when is when we basically do a surgical procedure and and route your your colon out through your abdomen. So that's very different. Okay. Colostomy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Or co- the upper the upper one because I am I'm told I'm not a candidate for it. And I'm too old for it. They said. For what? Okay. Well, for the stool study. And and you get a well, lot more... I wanted to go down to my pancreas and look at it. My, uh, Hang on, died. Gordon. Back Dr. Mixon's trying to tell I'm, you something. I'm trying to tell you something, okay. And you're trying to tell the rest of the audience, okay. Um, he's talking about a stool study that will check for cancer, and it's about 96% accurate. Um, but when you're over 75... Uh, or actually over 70, I think the rule is now, it becomes less reliable. You get too many false positives mm-hmm. just because old colons have enough DNA damage yeah. <laughs> that the, the test can mistake it for a cancer when it's not. And it's too and bad. And scare the majabbers out of you. It, and it's too bad because as they're getting older, GI specialists don't want to do the colonoscopy either. That's right. So they're caught in a bind. But he, but he needs the colonoscopy because yeah. statistically... There are two big reasons for a a man in your age group to suddenly lose weight, okay? One is um, cardiac output drops out, heart disease. Uh, people yeah. that cannot pump I, I, enough nutrients. Uh, I have my second pacemaker in my chest down. Okay. People who can't pump their blood efficiently can lose weight because they can't provide enough nutrients to their muscle. The other reason, though, is colon cancer. 
Okay. Colon cancer is the number one cancer killer in older men. And so I'd say go get that colonoscopy. Don't put it out for three months. Go get it as quickly as they can get you in because we need to take a look at your colon. And you can also opt for that gallery test with your yeah. doctor. If the colonoscopy is negative, and, and I'd say go for the colonoscopy first. But if the colonoscopy is negative, then I'd do a gallery test. And the gallery will actually screen for 50 different cancers mm-hmm. on, on one blood test. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. the downside of gallery is it's not paid for by insurance. And so it's like $1,200 mm-hmm. out of pocket. But it, it so you know your colonoscopy will covered by insurance. So go get that, and assuming it yeah. comes back negative, and assuming your cardiologist doesn't think that 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 your heart is the reason for your weight loss, then I'd get the gallery test and see if we've got signals saying there's another cancer hiding somewhere else. Okay. All right. Because anybody tells me your story, my first thought is there's a cancer hiding somewhere. Yeah. All right. yeah, I'll, I'll certainly do that. I, I, the VA is paying for all this for me, but uh, but if there's an extra cost, I don't have any problem paying. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they won't pay for the gallery test, but they will cover okay. the colonoscopy. So no, go get that done. All right. Okay, sir. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you so and much for luck. that call. All right, 925. <laughs> Good morning. Leading Edge Medicine, taking your calls today at 800-465-8770. And we have Paul on the line. And, oh, Paul, it looks like you're calling from Shelton, and you have a question about your eyes. Yes. Um, I had a, uh, well, I was on Alpha Blocker for almost a year. And it has affected my vision. I have a lot more glare. And I finally did get my um, prostate uh, uh, procedure done. And that's that's worked out fine. But the question I have for Dr. Gilbert is, since my vision has already been affected, uh, I got a lot more glare here at night. And, uh, and, and glare even during the daytime that I can't really correct the dark glasses even. Okay. Um, the question is, is, what 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 is available as far as have you done any uh, cataract replacements with someone with my situation? So there are two main causes for uh, the kind of glare that you're talking about, and I'm just going to assume that the glasses mm-hmm. are at the uh, glasses contacts are at the best that they can be. So the those two uh, are your eyes can be dry and that can be associated with uh, increase in glare or it's cataracts. Those are the two main causes for for glare. If it fluctuates um, or if it changes, if you either put in drops of artificial tears or you just blink a bunch, if there's fluctuation in the glare, then it's almost certainly uh, your eyes being dry. The most common, a combination of both there's often uh, a degree of the dryness and the cataracts. So do we fix that? Absolutely. And you want to fix both. Um, so whether it's one, the other, or, um, or, or the combination, uh, the real question is someone has to look in and, uh, and diagnose what exactly is causing the glare. And then the answer will fall okay. out from that. Okay. 
Well, I do have dry eye. I know that for sure. So, so, so that's I'm that's looking. the easier place to start. I would not do implant surgery until the dry eyes were improved. Um, common mistake is okay. to go for the cataract and ignore the fact that there's a contribution from the dry eyes. One of the reasons that I do that is mm, the majority of my patients choose more sophisticated uh, implant technologies, uh, wanting to have that increased range and quality of vision. And if you don't start with the dry eyes, you end up with this fancy Ferrari lens and dry eyes that are impeding the quality of the vision so you don't get to enjoy it. So um, the, you start with uh, uh, with making the eye healthier, and then um, uh, then we step to the fix the cataracts if that's what's causing it. I would like to enjoy the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, we'll yeah. take yes, ma'am. <laughs> I do a Tesla myself. I, I, I knew he was going to come in with the Tesla. Thing. Classic Mustang for me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I've had glasses since the third grade, and I'm 67, so, you know, it would be nice to wake up for a few years of the rest of my life without having to, have, so, you know, I, and I, I, if there's the... Um the reason for going around with dry eyes is um, is is just not uh, not present. It's a treatable condition, almost certainly. Yeah. Um, I regret many of my colleagues. If you go in, because it takes some time for education and and recovery, uh, will suggest artificial tears and uh, let you go out the door. It's fast. We can hand you a sample and uh, and good luck. Uh, but it's not addressing the pathology. Um, this is kind of a longevity thing. Uh, you have those glands, and if you don't use them, yeah. those glands that are keep, keeping you comfortable and uh, and your vision stable uh, live and die by the old adage, if you don't use them, you lose them. And uh, and that happens at all ages. You know, it's, it's likely affecting you uh, from what you were just telling me. Uh, but I have patience now yeah. because certain lifestyle choices can can affect that glandular structure, and I have patients uh, who are very uh, screen intense in their lifestyle. Um, a lot of tech people who have permanent loss of glands, even in their twenties and thirties, and I have a very small group of uh, teenagers who have come in, come in with their parents for dry eyes. My eyes bother me, and they have permanent gland loss. And it's typically young males who have uh, who are big time gamers. Mm. So I doubt as you're a big time gamer. My guess for you is you've got some dry eyes. That should not be hard to turn around, and that may give you enough improvement that you can choose whether it's time. But it also sounds like it might be time to fix the cataracts, and then you got brand new eyes. Yeah, do and, it, Paul, and comfortable. Okay. Yes. Could you talk about tier, the tear restore system and then after the next break, through the break? Sure. Yes, we yep. can do that, can Paul. Do that. Okay. And, you know, if you're listening and you're going, I have eye, a dry eye, too. I want, to, I want to get into Dr. Michael Gilbert. You can, just like I did. Here is the phone number to contact Dr. Gilbert and his staff at Northwest Vision Institute. It is 425-450-2020. Yeah, 425-450-2020. 2020. We'll be back with Dr. Michael Gilbert and the rest of our doctors, Dr. Mixon and Dr. Umat on Leading Edge Medicine. Stay right there. We'll be back.
Leading Edge Medicine. Join in the conversation at 1-800-465-8770 and tell your friends to listen. That's 1-800-465-8770. No matter your age, if you are looking to decrease your dependence on glasses at both distance and near, I suggest you go with experience. Pete Talbot here again for Dr. Michael Gilbert at Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. He's not just my ophthalmologist and my wife's, my son's, my friend's, and all my neighbor's, but he was just recently voted Best LASIK in 425 Magazine and has been voted Best Doc in Seattle Magazine many, many times. So whether it's LASIK or RLE or Advanced Cataract Surgery, Northwest Vision Institute will find the best option for you. So if you're over 40 or 50 and haven't had an eye exam for a year or more, here's something you simply won't get anywhere else, an advanced ocular exam. Not that simple eye exam everyone else does. So to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go online at nwvision.com or call 425-450-2020. 425-450-2020. I fly for a living and I change in time zones and all this other stuff and I'm getting cold and when I get a cold, I can't fly. I thought, well, let's give this a shot. I started taking the supplements and I noticed what's cold. So I'm just working, you know? So then I thought, well, let's try the rest of it. But for us, it's big improvement. And that's why we stay with it. I'm wondering if our producer played this I song because we're talking about. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Gilbert. Clever if you did. Bum, bum, bum. And Paul, uh, still on the line. Paul, thank you so much for holding. And uh, while we're chatting during the break as well, you had one more question for Dr. Gilbert. And what was that, Paul? Paul you, you had a question about tears or tear production? There? So what I heard, okay. what I heard, he and I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. answer his question, yeah. Yeah. because the way I understood his question is um, the words I heard was, uh, can you tell me about the tear restoration? So I think what he was talking about, what can you do for my dry eyes? So, you know, I, I can't talk to the specific. You have to look at each individual to, to make that diagnosis. However, we can pay, play the odds. Ninety percent of patients who have dry eye symptoms, it's because of a failure, degeneration of the meibomian glands. <gasps> yes. And I have that. I have yeah. that. We know how to. Yeah, we know what that and is. Why am I so interested? Well, I would love to tell you it was a pure scientific interest and passion for treating my patients. But I had this very severely about 15 years ago before we had all of the information of how to really address this. So um, I have been treating my own uh, uh, condition for that 15 years. And so I have tried it all and uh, have a, a fairly effective uh, 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 
well, let's see. Dan Nelson talks about his tool chest, and I think this is the same sort of thing. It really depends on the degree of damage. The problem is uh, there are many things in our lifestyle, systemic inflammation like arthritis, uh, lupus, um, diseases like diabetes, uh, family history. There are a lot of reasons for damage to that uh, gland system. It's very fragile. The uh, most common, though, is our lifestyle, people who stare uh, for long periods at screens. Normal blink rate is 20 times a minute. On the computer, it goes as low as two times. So screen time. And remember I said before, use it or lose it. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes that gland system goes into decline. And whether it's systemic inflammation or it's the... Um, uh, or it's just the intense uh, computer lifestyle that many of us have, uh, that gland system goes into decline, and you don't know why. So looking at it and seeing what what the condition of that gland system is often is the reason. So there are some treatments to try and recover it. You can't bring back the dead, or at least I can't. Um, the uh, However, there's usually enough gland structure that if we can kind of supercharge sometimes, well, almost always with nutritional supplementation, sometimes with physically trying to recover that gland structure, but we can get those glands that you still have working again. Um, and then once we've done that, it's a matter of um, re- making those uh, subtle changes in how you interface with computers, not less time. You can double the time for what I care. You just have to learn to blink while you work. And and that just, and the, I think the key to that is making it subconscious, not conscious. You can't sit there and say, I want you to concentrate on blinking. That's nonsense. <laughs> who's who's going to do that? Right? I want so, you to concentrate on eating. <laughs> so there are, so there are some tricks to make that that blink rate subconscious in the background so it's not distracting but it's happening with your workflow so your comfort at the end of the day is normalized so first of all you start with the structure and then you work a little bit with function and uh, within a fairly short time we can recover the gland uh, function to the point of comfort there you go all right talking about the eyes today and taking other calls as well this is leading edge medicine and here's the number to call to get through today with your question 800-465-8770 and bill thank you so much for your patience calling in from puyallup hi there bill hi what can we do for you my question is in regard to the um, metabolic panel the basic metabolic panel Okay. Um, and it's kind of, uh, close to what uh, one of the previous callers asked about, <laughs> and it's my GFR. Um, okay, and you know what, uh, Bill? Are you on a speaker? Yeah, phone? let's have you take off the speaker, yeah. and we can hear yeah, you a little bit better. better. No yeah, yeah, we get a little echo on the speaker. Okay, how's that? They oh, Much so nice. Better. Okay. Much better. Okay, so the GFR was dropped to fifty-six a year ago, almost to the day. It was 73. And then I I go down the the panel and uh, I get to uh, the bun, which you mentioned, Uh and that's 21. And the um, creatinine, is that how you pronounce it? Uh Creatinine. Creatinine. That's 1.28. And um, so it appears that the only one that's out of range is the um, TFR. That's and right. it, it had been a bit up and down over the last year and a half. It was at one point 
year and a half ago, it was as high as 79. And then it went down. And um, as I mentioned, it had been 73 a year ago. And now all of a sudden comes up with 56. Okay. So I look at that and I go, well, God, I, I need to get on this right now. Is there a possibility that I can increase that? Drug or something. The naturopathic oh. doctor that I see gave me something called, it's, um, it's a supplement called chlorella. Yeah. It's supposed mm-hmm. to pulverize cell wall. Yeah. And I take that, just 15 tablets with water. I don't know if it does anything. I think he said it was something like animal kidney I don't know what it was, but um, uh, whatever. Is there any possibility of bringing that GFR back up? It depends on what caused it to go down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What other medicines are you on? Well, the drug, the drugs yeah. is, and uh, that's what I suspected. Um, the yeah. drug that I use is uh, for sleep at night is Seroquel. Um, uh, Seroquel, S-E-R-O-Q-U-E-L, mm-hmm. and I take um, I take uh, 25 milligrams of that. No, I'm taking 50 milligrams of that. And then the other thing is um, Elevil. It's an antidepressant. Um, so those two things is what I take at night. Um, and they're new to your regimen. I'm sorry, what? Have you started? How long have you been on them? Uh, A year, year and a half. Okay. So, you know, one of the common things that we forget is over-the-counter medications, uh, especially things like Aleve and Advil. They are big culprits in reducing kidney. Yeah, I was taking um, quite a bit of, um, uh, not aspirin, but uh, an NSAID. Yes. uh, uh, Ibuprofen. Yeah. yeah. And NSAIDs yeah. are all he- all heavy on the kidneys. Yeah, they are a very common culprit. I see that in my practice very frequently. And um, the um, EGFR is one of the first things very sensitive to that. So if you stop taking your Aleve and Advil, and if you're taking it for joint issues, my go-to in the clinic is always Relief Factor. I see a lot of patients benefit, um, like, you know, uh, from uh, joint symptoms and not need to take their uh, non anti-inflammatory. So that would be the first thing to do. Remove any agent that you're currently taking that might be causing the problem. And NSAIDs are the biggest culprit there. The second thing is if you were, uh, if you had an infection or something like that and somebody put you on some antibiotics, those are the two most common causes of change, sudden change in kidney function. And then I would wait. I had five. I'm sorry. I had five um, urinary tract infections this past year, five of them, and I, okay. they, were, they gave me uh, antibiotics for that each time. So I so see you've had several Those kidney insults. Those are your two yeah. major causes for that EGFR to drop on you. Yep. So, you know, water is your primary fluid now. Okay, stay away from the, the coffee and the tea and so on. Make water, good, clean water your primary uh, drink. And stay away from the non-steroidals. Um, you know, avoid antibiotics unless you absolutely have to have it. And if you do get an infection, <clears throat> t- 
tell your uh, your doctor that you've had a drop in your GFR and you want something that is, you know, better tolerated by the kidneys. The other problem, of course, is if you've had urinary tract infections, the infections themselves, you can get an ascending infection to go from the bladder up the ureters to the kidneys. Um, normally, a pyelonephritis, which is what we call that, is quite painful. So that's probably not what's caused your problem. But, you know, bladder infections always worry us, especially in somebody that is seeing a problem like you're, pro- you're seeing. So, the- so drink a lot of water. And then he also said uh, go low on uh, protein. I wouldn't overload on protein. The problem we, we've got is with grown-ups, with, with older people, is we need we are not as efficient at processing and, and using the protein for our muscle mass. And if our protein load is too low, we shrink up our muscles, we get weaker, we have trouble getting out of chairs, we have trouble climbing stairs. Uh, you know, so muscle is the currency of aging. You want as much muscle as you can maintain as you get older. Besides which, um, interestingly, muscle is not just for motion and strength. Muscle is actually a very powerful uh, growth factor producing gland. The more muscle you've got and the more that muscle works, that you produce over a hundred different growth factors and anti-inflammatory factors from working muscle. And one of the most important things is something called brain-derived neurotropic factors. Now, it's really not brain-derived, it's derived from muscle, but, but we first discovered it in brain. But it is a growth factor that specifically allows your brain to heal and repair the insults of aging. So, so I'm always cautious about restricting protein in older people because they need the protein for the muscle and they need the muscle for their immune response and their healing and their brain function. But, again, too much protein and old kidneys may not tolerate it well. Well, you know, and if you're in our clinic, we can, man- we can monitor with the in-body. So at every visit, all of our patients get their in-body done where we actually look at your muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we do hormone replacement therapy to help improve your muscle mass. So we are trying to reverse the normal trend of aging. And we can do the anti-senescent cell therapies to help your, your healthy cells grow and heal and repair more efficiently. So there are things that we can do. Um, so if you are not one of our people, not, you you might consider well, coming I, I to the go clinic. To a good nat- I, I, I go to a good naturopath. I'm I'm happy with him. Okay. Um, but well, um, on this GFR, yeah, um, being that was a year ago, 73, which is a good number according. To yes, it is. And then dropping down to 56, it's and that's what up and down. So yeah, and that's what like, we're addressing. Can I get it? Yeah. Can you get can it I up? Get, yes. What should I do? To, Okay, we'll address that. We'll address that. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to finish up with Bill. And we have Bev on the line as well. This is Leading Edge Medicine. If you or someone you love is struggling with memory issues, find out about Longevity Memory. 
Call Longevity right now to schedule your memory consultation evaluation. 425-654-0258. That's 425-654-0258. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. I went to the Linwood office and I must tell you, your staff is so amazing. At, at longevity, they talk to you. They they make you understand what's going on, and they give you the numbers so you have a starting point. And that's what I love about coming to you guys. Leading Edge Medicine. All right. And Bill, you had a lot of questions. You want to raise your GFR? Yeah. Well, and, and basically, um, you know, there are some things that, that need to be addressed. <clears throat> and I would say then go to your, your good nature path. Ask them to measure the muscle and fat in your visceral, in all four extremities and your abdomen. Have your naturopath uh, evaluate your senescent uh, load and then get you on a good anti-senescent cell therapy. Have your naturopath take a good look at your growth factors and enhance your growth factors as much as practical. Have your naturopath increase your anabolic hormone load. Well, that's the problem. I'm afraid your naturopath... Senescent. 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 a, a percentage of our cells as we age become senescent. They become senile. And they are incapable of healing and growing. And in fact, they put out chemicals that inhibit the growth and healing of your healthy cells. And one of the many things we do at Longevity that almost no one else does around here is to lower the senescent cell load so that your healthy cells are better able to heal and grow and repair. Um, and so, you know, if uh, if your naturopath is not familiar with that, I'll be happy to send them some literature on it. 
and they can uh, they can upgrade mm-hmm. their skill sets. Um, but your growth factors, your anabolic hormone load needs to be addressed so that you can heal and grow and make new tissues. Uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff that needs to get done that, quite frankly, there are maybe three people in Washington State outside of our clinic that do. And so... <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, what, the, these are things that need to be addressed, though. Yeah. What's the anion gap? Because that anion the gap anion, is out. Yeah, the anion gap. Uh, we're looking at the, and, yeah. the, 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 look at, uh, the positively and negatively charged ions in your, in your bloodstream. Uh, and again, well, that's the, at a seven. And that seems, right. it's right on the edge there. Yes, sir, it is. Um, you know, once more, these are things that I, I hope that your your naturopath is, is qualified to handle. And if so, you need to sit down with him and say, would you take a look at all of this stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you, yeah. if, if they're not comfortable, you can either come see us or you can have your naturopath contact us and I'll do my best to educate them. Yeah. So the bottom line is the GFR can be increased. It can be yes. improved. And your nature pass yes. should be on top of that. <laughs> it can be, yes, ma'am. Yeah, he is. He is. Right. He, he's, he started me on this chlorella. He gave me three samples of that. It's a, uh-huh. some kind okay. of pulverized yeah. kidney or something. Yeah, I have serious doubts. Chlorella is going to do the job, but there's yeah. um, right. there you know there's a lot of other stuff that we've uh, we've talked about today that can mm-hmm. can be addressed, yeah. and they these are things okay. that need to be looked at. Yeah. Hey, Bill, we have to okay. go. We have just a yeah, few minutes yeah, left yeah. and one more call to get to. Okay. We we all wish right, you yeah, the best you with it. that. And, okay. and uh, Take care, sir. Bye. All right. Okay. We are going to head to Olympia. Bev is on the line with some eye questions. Good morning, Bev. Hi, Bev. Good morning. Um, I uh, have dry eyes, and I have had three cornea transplants. The first one was in 1960. And it lasted for ni- until 1992, which was replaced. And then the other one in my left eye was 1989. Do transplants affect this gland that you were talking about regarding dry eyes? No. Uh, the cornea is uh, highly affected by the uh, by the uh, by the gland secretions. People who have transplants. Uh, certainly, if you have dry eyes in addition to transplants, then it can put uh, the health of that transplant at risk. Um, right. So, uh, you know, I think, but it's quite separately addressed. And no, the uh, the cornea doesn't talk to the uh, to those glands. However, those glands affect the the quality of vision and the health. Uh, of the uh, right. of the the cell surf especially the surface cells of the uh, transplant, right. which can lead to scarring. A couple and, months ago, and you were on you were on the program and you were talking about a uh, nose spray. Oh yeah, and the TYR, and so the last uh, right after that, I had an eye appointment and I mentioned that to the doctor, and so she prescribed it. I have been using it, but. During the day, I'm still having problems with my eyes burning. 
Well, that and wouldn't that wouldn't be terribly surprising. Here's why: while it's a very okay. effective drop, it stimulates both the lacrimal gland and the meibomian glands to secrete. It's very unique in that it doesn't just replace mm-hmm. tears; it stimulates the nerve plexus that innervates those two systems, and so you get a response from both systems uh, with the, with that uh, with that drug and that application. Very cool. It's great. However. If you're if you're stimulating those glands and the glands aren't healthy, you get nothing. So we mm-hmm. have to make sure that the first question is, if it isn't working, then the then most likely it's damage to the glands. Now whether that's permanent damage or fixable damage is the real question. I would guess okay. that they haven't done any treatments to optimize the the gland function, and that will determine no. optimized gland function will then determine um, whether or not that drop gives you full relief or not. Um, mm-hmm. Just the supplementation. So first, you have to know if the glands are working. If those glands are working, that's that's an examination uh, uh, step. And if the glands are working, then we try and supercharge the tears that are produced by them. Uh, one of the most effective is uh, omega three supplementation. Well, and I omega-3, take omega three. How much? Uh, uh, Twenty one fifty. Um. 2150 of what? Are you taking capsules? Yes. How many? Uh, Two. Where do you get it? Two a day. Super supplement. Okay. So um, two a day is potentially on the margin depending on what product Um, but I look what's really important to me is not the number of milligrams of oil because many products have less than 50% of that capsule is active ingredient. So you really have to look at the quality of the product that you're getting and making sure that you're getting a therapeutic level of the actual EPA DHA. And I'm a little more interested in EPA for those glands, but EPA and DHA are both important. EPA is 1125. Oh, I, I'm barely hearing you. What, what, what are you saying? I'm sorry. Eleven twenty-five, one thousand one twenty-five. Of what? The EPA. Okay, so when you look at the bottles, um, the mm-hmm. the companies are uh, are unfortunately um, not helpful in determining what you're actually getting, because you have to look at the back label if you trust the labels. If you trust the company to okay. be honest on the labels, and you know, Doctor Mixon can address you know how likely they are to actually have in them what's on the label. It's poor, but let's just let's just for fun assume that it's accurate on the label. Then you have to add up the EPA plus the DA and divide by the serving size to figure out what's actually in each capsule. Um, to have any impact on the impact on the um, meibomian secretions, you have to be over 1,500 of the EPA DHA. Okay. And somewhere between 1,500 and 3,000, um, I, I tend to settle around 2,000 of the EPA DHA. Mm-hmm. And then there's the question, is it in the e, uh, ester form or the uh, triglyceride form? The triglyceride is the more natural form. So there are a lot of questions about the source. But, All right. But let me just rewind. I think the omega-3s are powerful to help, but if the glands are locked closed, it doesn't matter how much you take. It doesn't work like Drano. 
it doesn't clean them. All right. So, so the glands so have to be working. Ex- Go ahead. What kind of exam would I would I request in order to uh, find out if the glands are working? Come to me. I'll fix you. Yep. Uh, well, in, I'm all, in all honesty. Old. And okay. I have a transportation problem. <laughs> okay, I totally get that. Um, I, I regret not everyone has an interest in, in, in dry eyes and the meibomian glands uh, mm-hmm. and, fi- and fixing. Mm-hmm. We've got 30 yeah. seconds left. Okay. So you can, right. you can ask. Yes. Okay. In fact, Bev, I'm going to give you Bev, I'm going to give you a phone call that you can call and we can talk a little bit more about that on our next program, okay? So, uh, hang on the line. Have a great rest of your day. We will be back next week for Leading Edge Medicine. We're glad you're here. Have a great rest of your week and stay warm. All right? (laughs) Thank you for listening.